Welcome to the Living to 100 Club podcast. Here's our host, Dr. Joseph Cassiani. Well, hello to everyone joining us today on our podcast. You're listening to the Living to 100 Club, and I'm your host, Joe Cassiani. If you're looking for inspiration about your future and staying positive when hit with setbacks, you're in the right place. We're here to help you get the best out of all the years we are given, regardless of what obstacles come our way. From my articles on podcasts to our club membership, I want to invite you to join our community and stay uplifted about aging and keep a positive mindset in all you do. Today, we're talking with Ann Hintz. Our conversation takes us into the topic of emotion-focused therapy, a therapeutic method she adopted under her doctor's care, and we'll discuss this therapy process today. Living longer sometimes means dealing with unpleasant memories and releasing the tension and stress connected with these memories. Today, our guest shares her own experiences of overcoming trauma from early childhood events. First, a little background. When Anne was 19, she woke one morning to find her mother dead, face down in her bathroom. 20 years later, the tears from that trauma were still just under the surface. It took one 15-minute session with a strange technique to remove the charge from that event and be able to tell the story with no emotion. That one session set her on a journey to not only release the trauma from past memories, but to get beyond that into the subconscious mind to release tension stored deep in her body, simply using the power of her awareness. Much of the time society tells us, and therefore we tell ourselves, that we shouldn't be feeling what we're feeling. Anne has found that seeking out our truth, what we truly feel, and accepting those feelings, is the key to inner peace. Once we change our inside, our outside changes. And welcome to our program today. Thank you, it's lovely to be here. Great, glad to have you with us. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I always like to begin our program by asking our guests to tell us a little bit about the journey that brought you to where you are today. Okay, well, you, you touched on it right there. And when I was in my late 30s, I was a stay-at-home mother with two young boys. And I went to my doctor and for some reason, I guess he picked up on some stress and he asked me what my stress level was. And he was thinking it should be pretty low because I was a stay-at-home mom with two young kids. And it was an eight out of 10. And I knew straight off that it was from finding my mother dead two decades earlier and that stress was still there. So he used this technique with me I walked out of his office about 15 minutes later and could tell the story to myself with no emotions coming up. And it felt like magic to me because I've been searching all along and done all sorts of different things to try and get some real relief. And this, for the first time, felt like it was real deep relief. So I learned how to use the technique myself. It's really easy to learn. You can learn it in five to 10 minutes. And I started doing it on myself with every every trauma that I could remember from my childhood. I would go through one each night and my mind started to become quiet. It was so nice. And it wasn't until I got to the point that my mind was quieter that I could look back and see that all the, the judgments that I used to have about, about myself and about other people, they were actually my dad's voice 
or my dad's words replaying in my mind. And doing this work released that from my mind so that my mind became quiet. But I didn't want to stop there. It, it felt really good. Um, releasing all this tension felt good. And I was becoming aware of the feelings, the emotions that I had that I hadn't been aware of before. When someone would ask me how I was feeling, I would say, I'm feeling fine. How are you feeling? I would kind of just um, not think about it myself because I didn't know how I felt. So this was kind of getting me in touch with how I felt. And I started to become aware of the physical sensations underneath emotions, because each emotion that you feel like anger, for example, right, there's tension in the abdomen. Maybe there's tension in the jaw, maybe in the fists. There are physical sensations underneath every emotion. And I was becoming aware of that. And then I would focus on those feelings and allow them to express themselves because I had been suppressing them for so long. And when I did that, they would release. And that was releasing deep inner tension. And I went on from there. Wow. So allowing those old memories, those old traumatic experiences to surface were tied with certain emotions, of course, as you got in touch with those. But you're talking about getting in touch with other emotions beyond those those suppressed or repressed memories, even current emotions that you didn't allow yourself to experience fully. Is that what you're saying? Well, I believe they're all connected. So the way I look at it is through the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us have heard about that through movies like The Secret and all sorts of things. But I think of it slightly differently. And this was a realization I had along the way that we're actually emitting a signal every second of every day. The law of attraction is working all the time. It's not something that we try to implement. It's it's just working. It's working all the time. So if that's true, then everything I'm getting back now is part is because I've emitted that signal. So I think of our whole selves as being the signal that we are emitting. So it's not just our thoughts. A lot of people think of it as just our thoughts. It's not just our thoughts. It's our whole vibration that we're putting off it's the size we are it's the shape we are it's what we eat it's the stance we hold ourselves in but the biggest part of it is that tension that's stored inside of ourselves from our childhood where those first seven years everything goes straight into our subconscious mind we often don't know how to let the feelings go they just get stored inside of us and so we re-experience that over and over again, we re-experience the same emotions, the same thought, um, the same physical sensations. We re-experience them over and over again until we become aware of what we're experiencing and feel them and let them go. And at that point, they're no longer a part of our signal and we no longer attract them in the same way. So the signals are being emitted as long as these tensions, these memories, these emotions are still stored. And once we acknowledge the emotions, maybe the anger or guilt or whatever is going on, once we acknowledge that and feel that, that allows the emotion to evaporate, the tension dissolves and we're free of that. That's that's what you're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now it's very subtle. Some people, when they hear that, they think, oh, I can express that emotion 
outside of myself, right? I can, it's okay to be angry with someone else. It's like, no, no, I'm not saying that. It's physical sensations and allowing them to be felt, which means putting your awareness on it. The, the first technique that I used that allowed me to become aware of this is called EFT. It's called emotional freedom technique. It's where you tap on the ends of meridian systems. So you're tapping on 10 different places on the body as you're talking through the event that happened or the memory or the belief or the feeling, whatever it is, you're tapping on these places in the body as you're talking about it, as you're bringing up the emotion. And somehow that allows the energy from the emotion to dissipate, just allows it to let it go. So that's what we're doing. We're actually feeling the emotion, feeling the feeling and allowing it to just be there, not suppressing it, but allowing it to be there. And when you allow it for long enough, it will dissipate and it will actually release out of the physical body. So it's more than just verbalizing these feelings. It's also this tapping technique that helps with the awareness. It increases our sensitivity to that. Right. The tapping technique really helped me to begin with because I said I didn't know how I felt. So I could say the words like my dad shouted at me, but I didn't know what the feeling, the emotion was around that. So tapping, using the words my dad shouted at me, it would bring it up in the body. And as I tapped, I might become aware. It's like, well, what was I feeling around my dad shouting at me? And then I might realize, oh, it was scary. I was scared when my dad was shouting at me. So it kind of allows that the layers of awareness to go deeper. So that's what helped me to begin with. Now, I went beyond that. And some people who might have more awareness already could probably do the next step that I took, which was when I was actually aware of those physical sensations, then what I would do is I was standing at the kitchen sink is the way I started to do it. And I would just think my thoughts and then I would catch a thought that had emotion attached to it. So maybe the emotion was fear. I lived in fear a lot. And when I noticed I was feeling fear, I would stop and actually hold on to that physical sensation. So where's the fear? It's it's probably sitting somewhere in my stomach. And then I would become like a statue. I'd actually hold my breath because I wanted to keep that sensation there in my stomach. And then I would kind of talk to it because I wanted to keep it there. It's like, hello, hello, fear. I can feel you sitting right there in my stomach. I'm just kind of using my words to hold that physical sensation there. And then at some point, I would feel the need to take a deep breath. And at that point, the sensation would shift. Something had let go. Then I would think the thought again and see if that fear was the same or if it had shifted. And then I would do the same thing. Okay, where is it now? Maybe it's moved maybe it's moved higher into my solar plexus and then I would do the same thing I would feel it it's like okay I can feel it there is this tension right there sitting in my solar plexus I can feel it hello tension how are you doing I'm just gonna let you I'm gonna let you exist I'm gonna let you experience that sensation and then at some point I would have to take a deep breath and it would shift and I would keep doing that I would keep thinking the same thought bringing it back to mind okay so is the fear still there or has it shifted? And doing it over and over again, at some point, you can think that thought, and then there's no longer emotion attached to it. And at that point, you're free of that thought 
having an emotion or physical sensation in your body. And then from then on, if you think the same thoughts, you're no longer putting out that signal of fear. So then you're attracting something different back to you. And that's how life changes. So the emotions that are suppressed or repressed, we don't want to deal with the emotions, but what you're saying is they have a lot of control over us. They have a lot of influence over us. And you're saying we need to be aware of these emotions. We need to be aware not only how much they're limiting us or constricting us, but just the emotion itself, whatever that unpleasant sensation is or unpleasant feeling is. Why is that? Why do we have to be aware of these emotions? Well, you don't. You only want to be aware of them if you want things to change. Ah, I really wanted things to change. And so I... I, I, I was listening to some of the spiritual teachers out there and, and I kind of let go of my ego and said, which would kind of resist what they were saying. And I, I asked myself, okay, well, what if they're saying is right? Then, and my life is not changing. So what is it I have to become aware of so that I can change what's happening in my life? So I, I knew they said things like you have to awareness. It's all about awareness or um, you're, you're putting out this signal and you're getting things back. Well, the things I was getting back weren't things I wanted. So I knew I had to change my signal. So I, I went about finding about how to do it. it. It's hard for some people to not only get in touch with their emotions, but to describe them, to explain them, even to think about what that feeling is. It's hard for people to do any suggestion on how we can better kind of explain or describe how we're feeling it's hard to do because we have so much resistance we have so we have have these traumas inside of us and we don't want to look at look at them but that's the dis-ease in the body right if we want to let go of dis-ease in the body we actually need to address these things so as i said i had no idea how i was feeling So that's where this technique of EFT helped me get in touch with it. And it can help anyone to do that. There are thousands and thousands of videos online, excuse me, about how to learn EFT and ways of doing it. Sure. Unfortunately, things have changed slightly over the the years. It's been around. I think it's been around about 20 years or so now, or possibly more. And the, the power in EFT is addressing the negative. And a lot of people have used EFT these days as, as a positive thing. But it's, the positive is not stored in the body. We are, by nature, beautiful, perfect, positive. It's only the stuff that we store in ourselves from childhood that is the darkness, that's the negative. And that's what we want to let go of. It kind of gets in the way of the positive. It yeah. does. Can you describe that? I know on video, I saw you just a minute ago doing the tapping. Can you describe for our listeners, because it's only an audio presentation, can you describe what you're doing as you're doing it? Sure. I mean, the first thing we do is we work on what we're going to, we find out what we're going to tap about. And if you're right in the middle of a crisis and the emotions are already there sitting in your body, all you have to do is tap on the points. You don't actually have to say anything. The words we're using are to bring the emotion back up in the body. So we start tapping on the side of our hand called the karate chop point, And we tap there as we're saying what it is we're going to work on. 
And there's different phrases that you can use at the beginning. I like to just accept what it is. So um, I would say something like, even though my dad shouted at me, that's my truth right now. And it's okay that I feel that way. And then you would repeat that three times. I'm not quite sure why that is necessary, but <laughs> that's part of the original of EFT. And then we tap on the crown points of our heads as we just say some shortened version of what I said. So my dad shouted on me and it's okay that I feel that way. And then we, we go to the beginning of our eyebrows. My dad shouted at me. And then the bone on the edge of our eye. My dad shouted at me and it's okay, I feel this way. And then underneath the bone underneath the eye, my dad shouted at me and it's okay that I feel this way. Then under my nose, my dad shouted at me. On the chin, the dimple between the lip and the chin, my dad shouted at me. And then the collarbone, just underneath the collarbone, it's kind of dimples there, my dad shouted at me. And then the last point is about four inches under the armpit where your brass sprout goes across if you have one. My dad shouted at me. And then you take a deep breath and let it out. And that is one round of EFT. And one of the great things about EFT is you can tell if it's working. There's several things that will happen. Perhaps you'll start crying, which is good. Perhaps you'll yawn. Some people burp. Some people sigh. You might... Um, just feel really relaxed or even really tired and the way you're saying the words will change so you might start out with like some anger in your voice like my dad shouted at me and by the time you're done and you've let go of the emotion you'll just be just saying things calmly my dad shouted at me right then you can tell that the energy behind the phrase has disappeared Absolutely. And then you can you can use that for all sorts of things. You can use it for current day events, right? If you had a really stressful day, you can just talk it through as you're tapping and let that emotion go. But if you want to go further, then you can ask yourself, okay, what did that event remind me of in childhood or years ago? Because there's probably a similar event down that neural pathway. There's probably something that's very similar that is what triggered your emotions or your reaction to this event. Yeah, that's fascinating. Now, what makes these parts of the body so necessary? Are these meridians, uh, like energy pathways in the body? Yes, these are the ends of specific energy meridians in the pathway. So based on Chinese medicine, what I've realized over the years is that it's, it's working through the connective tissue of the body which is where we hold these emotions that we have stored. So what kind of changes have you noticed in yourself? You touched on them a few minutes ago. What yeah, well, the biggest change was a, a quiet mind, which was inner peace was my goal because I would see other parents at school, other, other mothers especially, who, who looked so calm, and I so wanted to be that calm mother. So um, a few years later, another mother came up to me and said the same thing to me. So I knew I had done, uh -huh. <laughs> or at least I'd done part of that. But I, I just kept going. So at this point, I can put my awareness inside my body, inside my skull, and hold my awareness on the connective tissue inside there. And I can hear and feel the release of the tension deep inside. And a, a, just a few weeks ago, I had a new x-ray of my skull taken, and I have totally changed the um, orientation of my skull, my jaw bones, my neck. And um, it blew me away to actually see the physical changes. Wow. Yeah. So 
In terms of these signals that we're emitting, can we change the signals that we receive as a result of this process? Can we kind of attract other signals once we're free of these stresses and tensions? Absolutely. Um, once we're emitting a different signal, and I believe that we change our signal every time we do some of this tapping with EFT. And as soon as we changed our signal, we attract something different back. I had one lady in one of my tapping groups a while back. She was the first time in the group and she, she came back the following week and she said, does, does this change like other people? Because she had gone back that night and her husband was totally different than when she had left him before the group. So she was just, she was a different signal and she was attracting a different version of her husband. That's great. Perfect example. Yeah. So you wrote a book, A Pathway to Insight. I'm sure that you captured a lot of these experiences in your book. And what's the central message, would you say, for the reader? My book was basically my story. I wanted to get down the steps that I had taken to get to the point I am. So the first part of the book, I talk about what I believe is the law of attraction, how our signal is made up, because there's, there's so many aspects to it, right? We can change our signal by changing our hair, right? By changing the clothes we wear, by changing the stance we're holding. But to me, the biggest change is changing this inattention that we hold from childhood. And then I go into the steps that I that I went through the the. Um, the EFT, which is the biggest step, made such a difference to me. And then the feeling the feelings and then and actually getting into putting awareness inside the body, which to me is the original meaning of the word insight. That's a beautiful story. So once you can change the signals that you're emitting based on the results or the effects of this process, then your whole orientation shifts and there's that calmness and quiet mind as you described and that allows you to receive other signals that may not be so oppressive or or negative it allows for a, a positive uh, sensation positive experience absolutely that is where i start when i started to experience different thoughts thoughts that i had never experienced before that was really really fun yeah so you opened up new doors i did yeah. I, and my my vibration changed totally. And then just fun things started happening. Just amazing what you would call magical things, what I would call magical things, yeah. things that had just never happened before. I know when we talked on the phone earlier, um, you had mentioned the whole notion of positive thinking and um, that we try to encourage ourselves to stay positive and, you know, forget about the past and just just look at the positives and you you sharply disagree with that basic <laughs> principle don't you tell me about that i do i spent probably a couple of years trying to do the positive thinking thing and and nothing really changed so i i and it never felt good it never felt right so what i've realized now that i have this deeper awareness what i've realized is when we try and think a positive thought it means that the thought we're thinking now we're thinking is not good enough. We're not accepting it. We are actually suppressing it. By thinking a positive thought, we are suppressing the existing thought. And what we really need to do to have deep change is to notice the thought we're feeling that we don't like and to let that pass through our body, to let the feelings of that pass through so that it's actually gone. 
not suppressed because when it's suppressed, it's still in the body. We want to change it so it's gone. So catching that thought and accepting it, maybe tapping on it, whatever, allows it to be gone. And at that point, your signal has changed and you actually might just come up with another positive thought at that point. Right. Because as we said, positive, positive, we are positive underneath all this history. So I don't believe trying to think positive is um, beneficial. Yeah, because it doesn't allow the the reality of that, that sensation, that fear or that negative feeling to be. Right. Especially, especially with something we're often told that we shouldn't feel hate. Right. As children, that's one of the things. A lot of people are told, oh, you shouldn't hate that. You shouldn't hate that person. You shouldn't hate the thing. But if you're feeling hate, then express it. Like allow it to pass through the body and be gone so the hate is not inside of you anymore. It's much more beneficial to have it gone. Sure. Let me ask you about, let's say, a hypothetical experience. Um, A person has a negative thought or experience following a medical setback, maybe a fall or maybe a stroke or some some medical event. So how do we deal with that? I mean, we can't just experience the, the fear because it might might continue. It might uh, persist, that, that fear of maybe not walking again. How do we deal with that? What's, you're saying accept the negative, but... That well, to, be, to begin with, I would use this tapping technique, this EFT, if, if that's what you want to do. There's also the other stage. But um, I would tap on the experience of what happens, right? I would talk through, as I'm tapping through these different points, I would talk through what exactly happened. Oh, I, like, I fell. I, I didn't see that step there, and I fell, and I landed on my elbow and I landed on my backside and oh my goodness it hurt it hurt so much right at that point I've there's some emotions there right it, it hurt there's some feelings it it really hurt so then I would keep tapping on how much it hurt it really really hurt I would tap on that until the feelings the emotions around the hurt has subsided somewhat and at that point something else might come up right at that point you might realize oh I'm so embarrassed I'm so embarrassed that I fell in front of these other people, right? So you kind of work yourself through the emotions as they come up because there's, there's always layers. You can't always see below. You can't see below the layer that you're on. So you tap out what you're currently thinking or feeling about this. And then you do tap on the fear. It's like if you're afraid of something happening, I am so afraid of what's going to happen. And then you go into it. What are you afraid that you're going to have is going to happen, right? I'm afraid that I'm never going to be able to walk again. I'm afraid that I'm never going to be able to walk again. And it's okay that I feel this fear. It's okay that I feel this fear. It's living inside of me and it's okay that I feel it. And you want to get to the point that you can just relax into it. Relax into the fact that you're feeling this fear. It's okay. And that's where the shift happens when you really put your focus on it and you allow it to be, it shifts. Now you don't want to go into this. It's like, I'm doing this because I want it to shift because that is not accepting it. You actually have to come to acceptance and then it will shift. Okay. 
okay, so the motivation isn't to get past it as quickly as possible. The motivation, I mean, the reason is to experience it. Yes, right. You have to let it come out through the body. You have to let your body experience those those feelings, those emotions, and they will pass through. Sometimes it's scary when you start out this process and you've got some really deep, deep, dark traumas in there. Mm. It's scary to experience it. But really, the freedom is on the other side. And you can't see what's below until you deal with the top surface. You deal with that, then you get below that, and then you get the third or fourth layer. And you have to yeah. deal with each one. And, and they will surface. They will, will bubble up. All of They the will. Yeah. One, one of my uh, examples from my mother's death, um, I had to tap through all the, the big stuff around finding her um, in the bathroom. And, and then... A little bit further down, actually quite a long way further down, my, my brother had been at his girlfriend's house. I had to, I didn't know who she was. I didn't know where he was and uh, got him home and he brought her with him. With him. And she made me a black, a, a cup of black coffee. And I didn't like coffee. And if I did have coffee, it needed to have milk and sugar. And I was angry with her. I was annoyed with her because it was such a stressful event. And there was this disgusting drink that she was handing me. <laughs> and it seems so silly now. But at the time when I was working through these emotions, it, it, was, you know, it wasn't a big deal. It was a, a small deal. But I had to get through the big stuff first before that memory came back to mind. That's the way those neural connections are set up. We can't explain it. But the synapses connect to millions and billions of other synapses. And uh, you do have to go through, even though it may not seem like it's connected, there is something else there. Right. And that, that um, phrase that we hear a lot is um, something along the lines of God doesn't give you things until you're ready to deal with them. Uh-huh. Right? He doesn't give you more than you can deal with at a time. And I've noticed that as I go deeper and deeper into the body, um, that's just the case, right? You're only given the current layer to work on at any particular time. So when I started to go inside my body, I came across this huge amount of pain and tension in my left cheek that I had no idea was there before I started this work. No idea whatsoever. And it's, it's taken, I'm still working on it, but you don't, you're not given that to work on until you're ready. Well, I really like that explanation about how to, experience these events because I'm I'm always one to talk about you know be careful how we explain or label or interpret something bad that happens to us don't be so quick to uh, run away from it right and we have to experience it and then we can be free of it I mean more or less free of it free of the um, kind of unnecessary worry I mean the reality is still there but there's a lot of unnecessary worry and uh, obsessing about potential problems, so we experience that, and as you describe it, experience the uh, the fears and what our imagination can lead us to, and then we can be free of that, and it's not going to tie us up so much. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I I'd say that is what the what true forgiveness is. So if you've been working on someone that has done something to you and you want to forgive them doing this work so that then the thought of this person, when it comes into your mind, it has no emotion attached to it. That is true forgiveness. 
because then that that person, that memory is not affecting your life anymore because it's not putting off a signal. Mm-hmm. So you can say the same thing about events too, right? If you let go of the emotional charge around an event, then it's not, you've forgiven it. It's, it's not affecting your signal and it's not affecting your future anymore. Mm. So another piece of our conversation was about meditation and your thoughts about meditation and are there any benefits? And you, you say that you don't meditate. Why don't you do it? I never wanted to meditate. To me, it, it seemed really boring. Huh? <laughs> and I like to, be, I really wanted to continuously work on my signal. And I've known meditate, people of me meditating for 20 years, and their minds are still so busy huh? and mind quieted within a few years. So I knew my path was better for me than meditating. Now, I do think there are benefits to meditating because when you think of the signal, we're emitting a signal every second of every day. So if you go into meditation and you're quieting your mind, then in that moment, you are putting off a quiet, peaceful signal. And then you're attracting quiet, peaceful events into your future. So in that moment, it's definitely beneficial I wanted to go deeper than that. I wanted to change my base signal so that I would really get big changes. And so I feel this work because it's going into the physical body. It's making a bigger difference. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, ultimately, meditation can get us to that same place. But you found being more active and doing this tapping and the emotion freedom technique to be really suited for you, better suited for you. I have. And and I, these days where I'm going inside and feeling the uh, tension in the connective tissue, if someone was watching me, they would probably think that I am meditating, Uh but I am actually, I'm, I'm not in my thinking mind. I'm in my feeling mind and I'm feeling, and I'm, I'm putting my awareness inside, holding it there, releasing it. So I'm actually quite busy on the inside, even though it might look like I'm meditating on the outside. A different road to the same place. Yes. Yeah. Good. So do you think we can change the world with this work? <laughs> I, I do think we can change the world with this work because it's all about emotions. There are so many emotions around these days. We're so separated and it doesn't matter what side of any issue you're on. You're feeling emotions if you're on one side or another. You're feeling emotions and those emotions can be felt and let go. And once we feel them and let go, then we can come together in the middle in peace. Mm. It's just a question of becoming aware, not getting so attached into the emotion that you can't stand back and see that you're feeling emotion. Right? Some, some topics are so, people get so caught up in them that, sure. that it's, you, you, you can't pull them back. <laughs> you sure. can't pull them back to say, look at how you're feeling, right? You're feeling angry or um, fearful or whatever. So if you can pull yourself back to notice how you're feeling and feel those feelings and let them go, then, then we can come together in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I love that to be free of the emotions and not be controlled by the emotions because when they take over, you know, our logical thinking doesn't always um, work so well. So to be free of the emotions allows us to uh, be at the same place uh, the person we're talking with is at, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, you can discuss things if we don't get too emotional about it, right? We yeah. can actually have a 
reasonable conversation with someone. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, the emotions get in the way. We have to respect the emotions, but they do get in the way. Eventually, at some point, we need to get beyond the emotions. I agree. So what can I and my audience do right now to change our future and the future of our planet? A light <laughs> question for you? Start becoming aware. Ah. Just become aware throughout the day and you know, ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? One of the, the key moments for me was realizing the every second, right? That the, the we're putting off a signal every second of every day. So then I would ask myself, okay, how am I feeling right now? Mm-hmm. Right? Because this signal that I'm emitting right now, I'm going to get back to me. So do I want it? Do I want to feel this way again? And if I don't, then I need to let it go. So then I would tap, right? So if people can notice throughout the day, how are they feeling, right? Are you feeling frustrated? Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling fearful? Just notice, become aware because you're putting off that signal and you're getting it back. I love that. That's great. That's great because it's not just the awareness, but it's the signals that we're emitting that influence other people. Yeah, that's great. Eddie, uh, one bit of advice. I mean, you did mention already to be aware, but anything else you'd like our listeners to take away from our conversation? Well, since this podcast is about living longer, yes. maybe I could address that. Yes. That, that I feel as we get older, we tend to get tighter. We tend to get stiffer. And I believe that is the tension that we're holding in our connective tissue for longer and longer periods of time. And when we start addressing it, we start to loosen up in, in multiple ways, right? If we're loosening up the connective tissue in the body, we're actually loosening up our perspective as well, because when we can move around, we're actually able to see different perspectives. So I do believe that this work can actually allow you to live longer because it actually... It, this is going into a little bit of the spiritual stuff, but I believe that this work is loosening up the soul inside of the body, which is held in place by the tension held in our connective tissue. And when the soul is more comfortable in the body, it's happy to stay here for longer. I do like that. I do like that. And this is explained in your book, uh, some of this, I'm sure, a pathway to insight. It's available on Amazon, I take it? It is, yes. I've also got a YouTube channel, and there's in each description of the videos, there's a link to the book in Amazon as well. Wow. Well, that was a great conversation. And it looks like we're out of time, though. Before we wrap up, I just want to remind our listeners about a few items. I'm pleased to announce a co-sponsor for our podcast, A Mighty Good Time. Are you looking for ways to engage and stay active? Check out amightygoodtime.com. Mighty Good Time is a one-stop shop for events and activities for those 15 and over. It's free to search and it's free to post. Amightygoodtime.com. Also, be sure to visit my website and see the option to work with Dr. Joe, that's me, for one-on-one conversations about managing setbacks overcoming a negative outlook, and getting back to feeling engaged and motivated again. Visit the Work with Dr. Joe page on the website and see the options available. You can also pick up a copy of my book on Amazon, Living Longer is the New Normal. 
I think at whatever age we're at, inspiration and a positive mindset can be put to good use. That's my message in the book. And be sure to sign up for our email list for announcements and newsletters with reliable information and resources about moving forward. And while you're there, download a free copy of my nine tips for living longer. It's loaded with practical and useful strategies for successful aging and staying positive. Living2100.club. So, Anne, thanks again for being a part of our program. For those who might want to contact you, how can they do that? They can contact me through my webpage, which is annhints.com, or you can write a comment on one of my YouTube videos. Perfect. That's great. Annhints.com. Thanks so much again for being a guest on our program today. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. I hope to see you next time. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.